Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It's great to be with you. You can find me on these very networks at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. Uh, we talk the beautiful game, and uh, we are beautiful, I think, because of that. I'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening also on the American Forces Network. And if you're listening via one of our digital uh, platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning SiriusXM app, welcome to the show. If you miss any part of this show, don't worry. You can catch it as soon as it's over at our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network, or anywhere you get your podcasts, whether that's Spotify, iTunes, you name it, that's where you can get it. Um... I think housekeeping is done now, right? Oh, yeah, find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Well, today is Friday, so you will get our Friday patented Premier League's pundits and preview and prognostication show because you've got to have a lot of pee on Friday to keep you going. Uh, we're going to go through every match coming up in the Premier League, and there are some absolutely mouth-watering fixtures We've got a huge match between Chelsea and Manchester City. The Champions League final grudge match comes around at Stamford Bridge, and we have a massive North London derby. Everyone in action this weekend through Monday, so uh, we do have a lot to get to. I'll be giving you full picks and previews and uh, kind of rundown of what to expect. Uh, so uh, we, we do this every Friday. So if you're regular listening to the show, this shouldn't be a surprise to you. And if you're a new listener to the show, hey, come on in. Lots of room. Happy to have you. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo, I think Man United are definitely hoping, is back in action. Uh, plus, Arsene Wenger uh, flapping his will, I believe, uh, a lot more now about his plans for a biennial World Cup. Uh, there are actually a couple of gems in his plan, and I, I don't want to throw you know, the baby out with the bathwater or b throw out the Frenchman with the wine bottle, uh, but let's talk about it when we come back. This is World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM. I'm Nick Eber. I'll be right back after these short but important messages. tell you i just love gang of four i mean i have since the uh very early 90s since 1980 uh, what's that 40 gosh 41 years i've loved gang of four great band i do play cool music for you here on the show welcome back world soccer radio i'm nick Eber. great to be with you this is a show where I'll break down every single one of our Premier League matches and give you the preview and my thoughts of who's going to win. And I'll give you a few betting odds and tips. Of course, the betting season is here. Not just the Premier League and the Champions League, but the NFL is back. All, iron, all eyes are on the gridiron. 
And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college NFL football and college football action this season. With a new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything NFL and college football. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. You heard me right. That's double your initial deposit and you get it just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online is your online sportsbook experts. And as I say, every time, and remind you, every time I talk about our wonderful uh, sponsor, Bet Online. If you're going to bet on sports, which is a great deal of fun, do it responsibly. Take the dollars that you bet on sports and take them out of your entertainment dollar bucket, okay? Make sports betting part of your entertainment dollar spend and not a lifestyle. And if you do that, I think you're going to really thoroughly enjoy it and there's no better place than bet online. Look, we were talking about Arsene Wenger. Um, as you know, I think three or four times over the last month or so, I've mentioned the uh, proposal underway at FIFA to basically cajole, uh, force, uh, <laughs> argue to a standstill, uh, everybody and anybody that will listen about the notion of having a biennial World Cup. Now, why would FIFA want to have a World Cup every two years? Well, because they'd love to make double the amount of money they make already. I mean, really, there's no other reason, right? Is that a reason in and of itself to do this? And I say absolutely not. I am not a fan of having the World Cup every two years. I think it's a stupid idea. I think it's going to be thoroughly uh, disruptive to uh, the, the calendar of the big clubs around the world. And look, we can just look at today. I mean, look, we are right now uh, coming up uh, first week of October will be another international break. And if you remember, we, you know, we have this thing called COVID going on. Remember what happened last international break where English teams didn't release the Brazilian players because Brazilian players would have to quarantine for an extra 15 days when they got back? And then they were going to be banned from playing and FIFA was mad and Brazil was mad and everybody was upset. And then, of course, in Argentina, you had a, a situation where you had Argentina and Brazil playing each other and the uh, immigration folks come out onto the pitch and shut the game down because the players haven't quarantined. So the whole thing was a joke. Well, we're going into that same situation again over October. Hopefully, uh, they will work it all out before they get on a plane this time, or don't get on a plane. And if they don't get on a plane, they're not getting on a plane because the clubs are being a-holes about it and don't want to release players for international duty. They're not getting on a plane because they get on a plane, they're going to have to sit in a hotel room for two weeks when they get back and won't be available to play. So unless FIFA is paying their wages... And whatever losses the clubs are going to have by not having their best player, I suggest that they just shut up about it. Now, let's get back to the other thing I wish they'd shut up about. The biennial World Cup. I mean, Arsene Wenger, look, everybody loves Arsene Wenger. He is a delightful and charming man. Let me just put that right out there. I mean, I, I like Arsene. He's a super guy. He's very smart. Whip smart. But he has put a proposal together to make, quote, football more meaningful. Now, keep in mind, this is from the FIFA perspective. Now, what I have come to realize is that international football is just not meaningful to me. I care a lot less about it than I did 40 years ago. I promise you that. Or growing up in the mid-60s to, you know, through the 70s. 
international football was was it. But now it's like, nah, really don't care. So what does Arsene want? He wants a biennial World Cup in even years. He wants a confederation tournament, which would be like the Euros or Copa America or, you know, the CONCACAF uh, uh, Gold Cup every in odd years. And then comes the only piece in his entire proposal that I like, and I have actually been suggesting this for some time if you listen to the show. He says either one or two mid-season international breaks. It's either going to be October or in October and March. Those breaks will be a month long, and all the qualifying for the major tournaments will take place in that one-month period rather than the current situation where they have qualifying in five windows. He then says that once this is over, FIFA can guarantee rest periods for 25 of 25 days minimum for all the players once the tournaments are over. So, uh, of the four items on his proposal to make football more meaningful, a uh, biennial World Cup in even years, uh, I think the only person that's going to find more meaning on that are FIFA's bankers uh, as they deposit twice as much money. Uh, confederation tournaments in odd years, we kind of have confederation tournaments sort of every other year anyway, except for Copa America, which seems to take place every six months. I like the qualifying periods. This is what I've been saying now for some time. Just block off a month and take care of qualifying. Uh, everyone will benefit. The managers will benefit to having their team with them for an extended period of time. They can run training. They can really get into the granular um, issues of managing a team rather than a bunch of itinerant players. Okay? You're going to get momentum build up. It's not going to be a function of a, of a, a month, uh, a week when teams will play and then their best players are injured the next time around, and then the next time around two of them are back. It's going to be a one-month period, just like any other tournament, just like the Euros, just like whatever it is. It's a tournament within itself. I think that's a super idea. And then the rest period for 25 days, I, I like that too. So I think top to bottom, 50% uh, of his uh, proposal to make football more, makes it more meaningful, and the other 50% allows FIFA just to double the money they're making. So I'm not really interested in the latter part, but the former part I most certainly am. And the other thing is these ridiculous friendlies have got to go. Clubs have friendlies because they are part of their training uh, build-up to uh, the season. Clubs have friendlies because there's a chance for them to make some more money to push the brand out, to do this and that. International teams, when they do friendlies, it is a ridiculous waste of time. Because they never really seem to accomplish anything on the friendlies. And a friendly, by its very definition, is not competitive, right? And if a friendly is not competitive by its definition, why would I want to watch a bunch of guys having a kickabout? I don't. I couldn't give a snot about it, and I never have. So I suggest, Arson, uh, take half of your dossier, throw it down the toilet, and the other half, I think, 
is uh, some sort of reasonable information in there. This is World Soccer Radio presented by betonline.ag. I'm Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, that's where you can get me. I'd love to hear from you. I do hear from all of my listeners, by the way, including my most active listener. I'm going to call him out by name, Ray Orozco. I am so happy to have listeners like Ray Orozco on this show that participate, that share their uh, thoughts and insights with me. I don't always get to read them on there, but uh, some of them are really, really good. We have a lot of really smart people listening to this show, uh, and that's a wonderful thing. All right, I'll be right back after this. All right, well, didn't get to the chorus there within the first 30 seconds, so it was time to, uh, you know, actually start talking to you. Welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio. Nick Eber with you here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and the Sirius XM, as well as iHeartRadio. Tune in, uh, the award-winning Sirius XM app, the American Forces Network, uh, and a whole bunch of other places, including our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V Podcast Network. Uh, we do have... A full set of match previews to get into, which we will get into here shortly. We are presented to you by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Now, there's a reason that I played that song. That song, of course, Elvis Costello. And before I tell you the name of the song, if you didn't know it already, uh, I love Elvis Costello, always have. And a new album called Spanish Model, where I believe it's <clears throat> the album this year's model, which was one of his best. Uh, he's had all the songs redone by Spanish artists singing in Spanish. Fabulous stuff. The, the two or three songs I've heard have been wonderful. Uh, I'm going to check the rest of it out. I'll tell you what I think. But that song that I played coming in was a classic Elvis Costello song, I Don't Want to Go to Chelsea. Now, the reason that I play that is I just wonder if Pep Guardiola has been singing that song to himself in the shower because on Saturday, first match of the weekend's games is in fact Manchester City visiting Stamford Bridge to guess go to Chelsea in what is turning out to be quite a rivalry in both the Premier League and in Europe. Now, if you remember last year in the Champions League final, Chelsea beat Man City in the Champions League final. This was a trophy Man City been desperate to win. It's a little bit like PSG, but not really, I suppose. They've been assembling a team at the Etihad, that is fully capable of winning the Champions League and the Premier League. Of course, the difference is between PSG is if you've got a team that can win the Champions League, yeah, absolutely they can win Ligue 1 because Ligue 1 is pretty damn bad. So Man City have kind of assembled this machine with the idea of scooping up the cup with the big ears. The Premier League, yeah, they've done that over and over and over again, including last year. But all of a sudden, last year they make it to the final. This is kind of the pinnacle. Everybody's sort of just handing them the trophy, and hey, they lose. And who wins it? Chelsea. 
Remember Chelsea, beginning of last season, Frank Lampard, they were in a sort of massive tailspin and they weren't looking great. And, you know, good young squad and lots of exciting players, including our favorite American, Christian Pulisic, and, you know, all of Timo Werner, and the list goes on and on. But it just wasn't happening with Frank Lampard. And in one of the rare instances where a managerial change kickstarts a club's fortunes radically, because it does happen, not all that often, it certainly happened here, Thomas Tuchel coming in took Chelsea from strugglers to European champions. Now, in the league, yeah, their league form suffered a bit later on in the season. And Manchester City, you know, how humdrum it is, <laughs> won the Premier League. At somewhat of a canter, right? 12 points above Man United. I mean, they, they, uh, they were 11 points better than Chelsea in the league. Look, Chelsea's end of the season running was really bad, let's be honest. It saw them drop to fourth place. I mean, from match day, let's have a look. The last eight matches, they had, what, one loss? Uh, uh, one loss, two draws. Let's have a look what we had. One loss, two draws. Three losses and two draws. So out of the last eight matches, they only won three. Which is, you know, not a good run-in for a team that has title aspirations. But, again, the focus for Chelsea was, at that point, on the Champions League, which they did, in fact, win. A huge, a huge win. I mean, it's funny. We talk about German managers. I mean, pretty much um, Jurgen Klopp had almost the same effect. I mean, uh, Thomas Tuchel had almost the same effect arriving at Chelsea as Jurgen Klopp had arriving at Liverpool. And if you remember for Jurgen, it was, you know, what did we start with? Europa League, we lost, and then it was Champions League final, and then it was Champions League win. It was fourth, third, fourth, then second, then first in the Premier League. Or something along those lines. You know what I mean. But, but we cannot ignore the fact that a heated rivalry has grown up between City and Chelsea now. When I think two years ago, if you'd said that, you know, Chelsea were a contender, of course. But you would have said, oh, the, the, you know, the rivalry was between Manchester City and Liverpool, right? Yet those two years, three years ago, City win it by one point. Last year, Liv uh, uh, the year after that, uh, Liverpool win the title. The year after that, Manchester City win it back. But actually, it's turning out to be between Chelsea and City, City and Chelsea. And that is fascinating because this season so far has not seen a great start for, for, for Manchester City. Now, as I told you last show, that in and of itself isn't a reason to set up, you know, flares and alarm bells and all the rest of the stuff you might send up. Because City also had a fairly rough start to the season last year. The difference was other teams around them had a very bizarre season last year as well. And, of course, COVID be a big reason for that. I mean, totally upends the one thing that, you know, athletes, teams like, which is consistency in schedule, consistency here, consistency there. They can focus in on training and, the, you know, all the mechanics on the, on, on, on the training ground. So an anomaly year last year, we'll all agree. But they, do, they were off to a rough start last year kind of before everything shut down. But this year, they are off to a rough start as well. 
And the teams that are not off to a rough start are those they don't want to be not off to a rough start. Chelsea, Liverpool and United, all perfect so far on the season in terms of losses. City have dropped four points. Chelsea, Liverpool, United have dropped one point each. Two points each. Excuse me, my math. City have dropped five points. And now Chelsea and Liverpool are top of the table. By the way, truly top of the table. Same goals, uh, same points, obviously. Same record, 4-1-0. Uh, and 0. Same number of goals scored in 12. Same number of goals conceded in 1. Therefore, the same goal differential of 11. So they are truly tied for first place, top of the table. Second place is Manchester United, who is having a good, great start to the season. I might add an, an exceptional start to the season. Unless, of course, you're talking about the League Cup. And then you've got Brighton, Hove Albion, who are having an unbelievable start to the season. And then Manchester City, Everton and Tottenham and West Ham. Now, of those four teams, I would say Man City uh, are the ones that are the biggest surprise. But, you know, you can't rule out Tottenham and Everton for having a pretty crappy start to the season, right? We're going to get to everybody's matches coming up this weekend but that is the rivalry which is why the first match on Saturday between Chelsea Football Club and Manchester City at Stamford Bridge is such an absolutely huge huge matchup and the last time City went to Stamford Bridge which was back in January they took Chelsea to pieces they scored three goals in the first 35 minutes but that was against a Frank Lampard Chelsea side and not a Thomas Ducal Chelsea side these matches between the contenders are so very important. This is a match with huge ramification. Neither team can afford to lose this match. Even though we're only at match day five, this is match day six we're talking about. The margin of error at the top of the table is that thin that there can be no slip-ups, no losses, no big results that set you back. This is an absolute must-win game for Manchester City, who, if they win this game, will be tied on points, not on goal differential, or maybe goal differential, yeah, if they win it, they will probably be tied on goal differential or maybe even above Chelsea on goal differential, right? Yeah. Even a 1-0 victory would put them above Chelsea on goal differential. They have to win this match. And Chelsea, Chelsea absolutely do not want to drop out of the race, drop down the line, and certainly don't want to lose to Manchester City, the team they beat in the Champions League final. They want to try to put the foot on, the, on City's neck and keep them down the table make their climbing back up the ladder more and more difficult look i know a lot of the times teams don't think uh strategically like this they really think more tactically on the day you know every day you heard about it i give 100 percent, and i take it day by day but this really is one of those matches where they don't there is a long-term big picture in play here so i think both of these teams are going to be really really cagey on saturday morning and i think this is one of those matches that probably won't live up to its billing in a footballing perspective uh, from a 
interest in terms of tactics and position going to be fascinating to watch but i'm going to go out on a limb here i don't i think this game is too important for either team to lose and i think if city want to throw the dice to pick up points they'd rather pick it up against teams like brentford and brighton before they're trying to get it off of teams like chelsea and maybe expose themselves to a wicked counter-attack and dropping all the points so my prediction a draw plus 225 that's the current odds you can get at betonline.ag and we get our first match under the belt more to come right after this All right, welcome back. World Soccer Radio presented by BetOnline.ag. It is, of course, our Friday Premier League preview. Pundits preview and prognostication show. I'm going to give you all the picks for the weekend matches in the Premier League along with some good betting tips courtesy of our good friends at BetOnline.ag. The first match at Stamford Bridge, Chelsea-Manchester City. I told you to take the draw at plus 225. I think you will be very, very well set if you do that as I gave you in-depth the reasons why I didn't think this was going to be a wide-open game. Let's move up to the next one. Uh, Let's go, shall we, to Old Trafford, where Manchester United suffered an ignominious defeat uh, over the weekend in the League Cup, um, but have a really good run put together in the Premier League. On the other hand, Man United also lost in the Champions League. Remember that? So they lost in the third round League Cup to West Ham United. Failure to score. They lost two matches ago to Young Boys in Switzerland in the Premier League. Excuse me, in the Champions League. Listen to me. But in the Premier League, they have been playing very, very well. And of course, Cristiano Ronaldo, along with Bruno Fernandes, along with Rafael Varane, along with Jadon Sancho, uh, yeah, they have a very, very good squad. Defensively, I think, is where they are problematic. And, you know, as good as United have been this season, and again, don't ever underestimate any team that has Cristiano Ronaldo in it, I just think over the course of a 38-game season, we've got 33 more matches to go, I think it's a bridge too far for United this season. Defensively, I would be concerned about them. There's just something a little bit off. And they are going to win tons of games, but they're going to lose the odd one here and there. Um, Let's talk about this match. United, obviously, five wins in a row. They did, you know, again, that draw to Southampton at St. Mary's back in uh, the end of August, was a, a surprise, right? And now they're playing an Aston Villa team coming off a big 3 nothing thumping of Everton at Villa Park. Uh, they did lose to Chelsea, okay. It was a draw against Brentford. They beat Newcastle, and they lost to Watford. So Villa also have been a little bit uh, here and there, shall we say. Uh, so having said that, uh, I, I still like United to win this. 
I just can't ever get over the Cristiano Ronaldo factor on some of these matches against some of this opposition. You show that guy a the, sl- the merest sliver of an opening, and he will punish you for it. <coughs> Aston Villa will be showing him plenty of openings, and I predict Manchester United are going to win this match. So I'm going to take a United over Villa. United right now minus two fifty at BetOnline.ag. Uh, next match up, another team has been struggling mightily to get their proverbial poo-poo together this season is Leicester City, who had such a great season last season. Of course, a late kind of disappointment as they seem to have every season at Leicester. Saw them drop out of the Champions League spots. But, you know, Leicester City are a really good side, but they are in a bit of a a rebuilding point at um, at this stage of the season, at this stage in their evolution. I did not expect them to be that far down. Certainly two losses in a row. Uh, yeah, they lost against Man City 1-0. I thought they played pretty well, actually. Uh, they got thumped 4-1 by Man- West Ham. Okay, and then they got thumped. Thumped is the wrong word. They lost to Brighton 2-1 away at the Amex. Uh, just something not quite right with this Leicester City squad. You know I'm a big fan of Brendan Rodgers, and I think he can work wonders. I just think they need some help. And I don't mean managerial help. They, they need to sign some more players. They need some depth. They look a little tired. They look a little short of ideas. Anyway, luckily for them, they are playing a Burnley side that has yet to win a match this season. Uh, this, of course, is at home for Leicester City at the KP. Burnley losing to god-awful Arsenal, losing to Everton. They did draw Leeds. They lost to Liverpool, and they lost to Brighton. Uh, they are going to lose this match as well. I'm going to take Leicester City by a scoreline of two goals to one <clears throat> on this particular match. And minus 165, the odds makers would definitely agree with me. Next up has been a bit of a disappointment this season. Uh, Ma- uh, Marcelo Bielsa's Leeds United, who, you know, like to play run and gun, shoot from the hip football. Uh, but and, and it usually pays off for them. But this season so far, no wins. Uh, They've conceded 12 goals in the season, which, you know, for Leicester City, I mean, pardon me, for Leeds United, (coughs) shouldn't be all that much of a surprise because that's kind of how they play. The surprise is that they've scored fewer goals, okay, than Newcastle. And that is worrying for me if I'm a Leeds United fan. Uh, I think they will end up in the lower third of the table come the end of the season. I don't believe they are relegation-bound. But I do not see them beating West Ham United in this match. Um, I really like West Ham. I think David Moyes has done a great job. They haven't won in three, mind you. But I believe they will lose this game, and I think West Ham United will win. Plus 125, odds makers would agree. West Ham, I'm saying one goal to nil for West Ham. Um Everton, Norwich. Well, you know, poor old Rafa. Things are going swimming, swimmingly, and then he goes to Villa Park and gets thumped by uh, three goals to nil in what had to be a huge disappointment. And it was like 10 minutes of complete lunacy for Everton. They have some problems. Now, Rafa is the guy to fix them, but they have some problems, and that was a very, very costly defeat. 
Luckily for them, they're playing a team that may, be, that may have to pray hard to win one match all season. They are perfect, Norwich. They're 0-0-5. They're perfectly awful. Uh, having said that, I've told you on a number of occasions I have a great deal of respect for them because they stick to their plan. They're not signing a ton of players. They're not going to go in debt. They're not going to go in bankruptcy just to fill a Premier League season out. And they will probably bounce back, and they will probably go down again. They will be the yo-yo team of the century, Norwich City. They're not winning this one, though. This one is at Goodison Park. Everton are going to win this. Oddsmakers have them as the big favorite at minus 160. I am taking Everton. Uh, next up, uh, let's see. What do we have here? Uh, Watford, Newcastle. Well, <laughs> you know, Newcastle United are a bloody awful team. And Watford have had uh, interesting results. I mean, they beat Villa 3-2, um, and then they lost 3-1. And then they beat the Canaries 3-1. But in between, they lost to Brighton, they lost to Tottenham, and they lost to Wolves. Um, they are very, very thankful that they're playing Newcastle. But, you know, I'm actually going to say this is a draw. I mean, until Newcastle can find some goals somewhere, I'm going to scratch my head because they are certainly conceding plenty. They're actually leaking more goals than Leeds United. The only team... That's uh, leaked more goals than Newcastle is Norwich, and that's only by only one. I mean, New I mean, uh, uh, Newcastle are literally a sliver away from being in Norwich land. Uh, this, to me, is a matchup of two teams that aren't particularly good right now. Uh, one I think will get right in Watford. One I think won't in Newcastle. They're going to be in a relegation battle all season. I'm going to take a draw. 1-1 one, one on this one, plus 240, uh, good odds, actually better odds for the draw than for a Newcastle win. Uh, Brentford-Liverpool, uh, it's tough for me to see Brentford getting anything out of this. You know, we all talk about the rivalry between Manchester City and um, Chelsea, and if you read uh, the papers, it's all Chelsea are unstoppable, who's going to stop Chelsea, this, that, and the other. And I've got news for you. Everybody is taking their eye off of Liverpool, largely because of last season's disappointment. This team is firing on all cylinders, is back, is looking dangerous in the Champions League, is looking dangerous in the, club, in the cup competitions, and is looking very, very dangerous in the Premier League. You know, last season defensively, they had trouble, obviously, with Virgil van Dijk being out, and then they had their forwards. Um, you know, Sadeo Mane had trouble scoring. Diogo Jota was injured on and off. And so it kind of all fell to Firmino and to Salah, who had a lot of goals last season, but not necessarily when you wanted them. This season, different matter. Defensively, as snoop as any team, conceding one goal so far in five matches. Virgil van Dijk looking as good as ever. Uh, and all of the forwards are scoring, which is bad news for other teams. Liverpool are going to womp on Brentford, okay? Let's be honest. It's going to be 3-0, I think, Liverpool-Brentford. That's my prediction on this match. Uh, so we'll take Liverpool on that. And, you know, we, we talk about... And by the way, the money line on Liverpool is minus 205. Uh, great money for Liverpool Football Club away from home. I'll take it. Uh, next up, Southampton-Wolves. Uh, this is a pretty a dull matchup. Southampton have had some surprise results on the season. Uh, in, they've had four draws in a row. Uh, Wolves have been a bit of a disappointment, to say the least. Lost everything except for a 2-0 victory away at Vicarage Road against Watford. Uh, I like Southampton for this at home. I'm going to take Southampton plus 165. Let's get to the North London derby. We've got three minutes to do that in Crystal Palace, Brighton. And 
you know, Tottenham Hotspur are, are in trouble. Okay, uh, you know, you, we we cannot understate that the two matches that they've lost have been essentially since the close of the transfer window. When Harry Kane staying at Tottenham, you know, they got remarried again, I guess is the way to do it. But something's not right at Spurs. They've lost two matches in a row. They got beaten 3-0 by Chelsea, and they got beat 3-0 by Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park, which for me was a really... I mean, look, Crystal Palace actually played pretty well, but that was a really bizarre result. Arsenal, on the other hand, well, you know, their awful start of the season turned around a bit. They beat Norwich 1-0, and then they beat Burnley 1-0. But, you know, this is the Gunners. They should be beating Norwich and Burnley fair and square by big margins, not by such a small part. Look, they've all been inconsistent uh, at Spurs. Arsenal have just been consistently awful. Yeah, they've improved a hair. Do enough to beat Spurs? Probably not on a normal day, but this is a derby. Uh, They are at home. This is a huge match. The crowd will be rocking and rolling. So I'm going to do what I usually do on derbies. I'm going to pick a draw for this one. And that is plus 235 right now at betonline.ag. The final match of the weekend will actually be on Monday. And it is Crystal Palace against Brighton at Selhurst Park. Crystal Palace have been really fun team to watch, okay? They've been playing some great football. Even if Zaha's not scoring, he's moving the ball around. He's opening space. He's, he's doing a lot of great things. They've had four draws in a row. They drew United. They drew Newcastle. They drew Southampton. And then they drew City. Now, look, there's United and City in that. This is a good team. Pardon me. I'm, <laughs> they drew Brentford. They drew West Ham. They beat Spurs. That's where I was going on this. They lost 3-0 to Liverpool last out. Excuse me for that. Um, this is a good team. Even though they got whomped by Liverpool, I thought they played really well. Did they play well enough to take points from Brighton, who are currently sitting fourth on the table? Absolutely. They're at home. I'm going to take Crystal Palace. Plus 210 on this one. All right. That's going to about wrap it up for me this segment. Uh, sorry for getting confused there between... Uh, Crystal Palace and Southampton. I look at a lot of stats here as I roll, but I recognize that uh, I was making a mistake there. So, caught it. All right, be right back after this. World Soccer Radio, presented by betonline.ag. All right, you know, uh, the government has stopped making triple P loans. Apparently they ran out of money or whatever it is. But don't you worry, folks. It has been a triple P loan I have given you today. It's Friday. It's the Premier League patented preview show. It's your own triple P show today. Take advantage of it. Let me run down the picks courtesy of betonline.ag. Chelsea City... At the bridge, take a draw. Uh, United Villa uh, at Old Trafford, take United, minus 250. Uh, Leicester Burnley, I'm saying take Leicester City at the KP. West Ham Leeds, take the Hammers away at Ellen Road. Everton Norwich, take um, the Toffees at home at Goodison Park at minus 160. Watford and Newcastle, 
This one is at Vicarage Road. Uh, you are going to take the draw a plus 240. And just again, we are presented by betonline.ag and all these money lines courtesy of betonline.ag. Uh, Brentford, Liverpool. You're going to take Liverpool away, minus 205. Uh, on Sunday, Southampton Wolves, you're going to take uh, the Saints at uh, plus 165. The big North London derby, Arsenal Tottenham at the Emirates, you're going to take a draw at plus 235. And finally, at Selhurst Park, take Crystal Palace over Brighton, plus 210. There are my picks, folks. I hope you will head over to betonline.ag and have a fun time uh, betting them or bet whatever you would like. Uh, just remember to make it part of your entertainment dollars and not a lifestyle. All right, if you missed any part of the show, don't worry. You can catch it on the podcast network uh, at the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, uh, you, you name it, you can get the podcast there. Just subscribe and download my dulcet tones to your device. You can listen to me in the loo or at the beach, in the car, the plane, wherever it is, working out, whatever it is you do. Uh, just subscribe. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, find me on Twitter at Nikiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. We'll be back Monday night. Let's talk about all the Premier League matches as they happened. World Soccer Radio. Cheers. I'll speak to you then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.